Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Good morning, Kelly. How are you today? I'm not too bad. Yourself? I'm good. I have an open session this morning, and I need the name of a female, please. Okay. How about Selma? Okay. Thank you. Um, Selma asks for an open session and truly freaking means it. She just sits back. And the first thing that the guides do is show me a spider um, and a web. And they tell me that there are different meanings for spider and the web. And the very first meaning is that when she is single in life, she tends to really work her spider energy, meaning that she's very creative. So that's the first meaning. And she just kind of sits back and, okay, you can see that she's trying to place that. And yeah, that makes sense. And that's a fairly simple, easy message. And I said, well, what's with the cobwebs? Because then- when does a web become a cobweb? Oh. Is that too existential? I think so. A web is a web, yes. And, and maybe it's a cobweb when it's abandoned. I would like people to write in. I would like it too because I actually really have no idea. I thought cobwebs were like the abandoned, like wispy. And yes, in the I corner. think you're right. But they're showing you a web. Yes, they're like showing me a Yeah. So thank you for uh, humorously and seriously. Oh, I didn't even mean... To be funny, I, oh, okay. I'm thinking I'm 34 years old and I've never thought about this until this moment. Okay. Oh, I like your thinking. I'm just going to continue with the channeling though. <laughs> so they show me the web and I said, um, what, what are you showing this for? And they start explaining to me that this is over her brain and that what they're trying to do here is to have a discussion with her around the times when she is single Versus the times when she has a partner in life. But they validate at the very beginning that she has partners in the sense that they are, I'm going to call them boyfriends. And by that, I mean that they don't live with her and that she doesn't get married and that she doesn't move in with them. So she stays overall as what some people would consider single in life. So overall, yes, she's always been single, never married. But she has had partners in the sense of that she has seen people steadily for, for long periods of time, just doesn't move to that next level. And that what they're asking her to do today is to consider who she is when she's single and who she is when she's with a partner. And that there are these beliefs, so the web are these beliefs. So if you consider the web as all of these strings, then they're showing like each string as a belief that she has around being single versus when she's with a partner and how she's the one that is doing the changing, but that when she's in a relationship and things don't go well, I'll just call it well for now, that she can think that He's the one with the problem. Fuck that. And so want to come out of the relationship 
for a variety of reasons, but most often thinking that it is the, the guy that has the issue and isn't looking at her own belief system. I think that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And this I think was, that's common. I do too. But I, I got to say, Kelly, that I really liked the visual. I liked the analogy. It actually helped the client um, get a visual of her own behavior. Mm-hmm. And this is the purpose of a session. This is the purpose. It is to actually give somebody a visual of something that is not a solid in life. It's a belief system. It isn't something that unless you're taking a pen and paper and putting it down to make it something solid, our beliefs really do float around in our mind and create a web. And one does get connected to the other. Mm -hmm. And there are consequences when we have one unhealthy belief in there. It does affect all the other ones on the web. So her guides invite her to sit down at what they called a meeting with them, which I also thought was so adorable, Mm -hmm. to discuss these beliefs that she holds. Oh, a little performance review. Yeah, in the middle of life. (laughs) Like, And I think that is adorable unto itself because many of us have the belief that we only really get that meeting with our spirit guides when we're dead. We think, or we try, some of us try to get that meeting, we call the meeting and call it meditation. And we sit down and some people have this idea, well, if I'm going to sit and meditate, I'm going to try to connect to the spirit world, but I get frustrated because I can't hear what they're telling me. I have lots of questions. I have lots of demands as to what I want in that partner. I'm making a list. And, you know, even some people will say, now sit down and make a list of what you want in this person and what you don't want. I am so confused. Are they meditating to tell the spirit world they want a partner? Yeah, I think some people do. That is not meditation. (laughs) If any of you were like, yeah, I do that. That is that is not meditation at all. Yeah, and that I, is unhealthy. You can have desires. You can put it out there, but if you're sitting down saying it's meditation, you're missing the entire point of connecting and tuning into yourself. Yeah, thanks. You don't, you don't meditate to bully the spirit world to do what you want. That's not how it works. Well, I think that you've worded it really. Um, succinctly, in saying that there are people who literally have turned their meditation um, into a bullying session. And you call it manifestation, Mm -hmm. some of you, Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, I sat and I I focused on manifesting for 10 minutes today. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, call a coach, Mm -hmm. call a therapist. Mm-hmm. Meditation is supposed to be about tuning into yourself, becoming more self-aware. It's a self-study. It's not I want, I want, I want. Yeah, and I think this is lovely because this particular client, Selma, um, does her meditations and is trying to figure these things out. Do I sit down and am I asking the universe for these things? Is this something I'm supposed to be doing? Because we do have authors, we do have books out there that oh, are saying, yeah. do it this way. Absolutely. And and we have them saying, oh, and do it as a vision board and do it this way and do it this way. And 
um, let's do a, what we call a guided meditation where we're going to manifest that guy or that partner. Now, in this particular case, by the way, if somebody's listening to this today and says, I really don't like this, um, she keeps referring to it as a, as a guy all the time. I just want to take a quick pause out of the session to say, that's because this is Selma's session and because I'm talking about a particular person whose attraction is to men. But I do want, you and I always want to include he, she, and they. Also, if you are that upset by the fact that we are telling someone else's story and not consistently putting in he, she, they, maybe also get a coach, seek a therapist, because your fixation is on the wrong thing. Yeah. This is someone's literal story. That's right. Yeah. So she's she's willing to look at herself. She's willing to look at, okay, especially in this particular session when she's invited to this meeting, they're talking about this beautiful spider and this beautiful web around her brain of these beliefs. And it's like, okay, would like to take a look at that because this is the type of thing that I do when I'm single. This is one of the things she does more when she's single than when she's with a partner. And that's one of the beliefs is that she actually somewhere in there has this belief that she has more time when she's single um, or takes more time perhaps to, um, to sit down and think. And then when I said that, she goes, well, I don't know. And I hope I represent her well when I try and reiterate every little thing in our conversations. But when she's with a partner, she'll say, well, no, I take me time. And the spirit guides came in and said, wait, we'd like to talk to her about the difference between taking me time and withholding. Oh. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest things that came of the session is that she can refer to it and say to the guy quite angrily, or I'll say defensively maybe, mm-hmm. because maybe she doesn't see it as being anger. And and we don't. Sometimes we do go into defense and we don't think they're going to see it as our anger. Um, but some of her partners can see it that way, the way that maybe she speaks or how she presents herself when she's saying certain things, right? And that's something for all of us to think about. So they said that she will refer to it as I'm taking me time, but the partner knows that it isn't me time. She's mad and she's withholding and she's shutting down. And so if they don't know how to actually say that to her, like, hey, Selma, come back to the table, come back to this conversation if they don't know how to invite her without her feeling attacked, without her feeling like um, you're pushing me, and now I like being single. This is why I like being single, because nobody tells me to come back to the table. Um, This is why I like being single. Um, Nobody's going to challenge that. And then I don't have to feel vulnerable or I don't have to, or, or I don't have to try and trust you. What if you hurt me if I show up at this table? So her guides are asking her to consider the difference between when we want me time, when we actually mean me time means that I want to do something creative. That's me time. If I want to do something, um, how do I say that? To go to therapy, that's me time. Where you're going and you can take the situation with this person to a therapist to discuss it. 
But when she takes her me time, she ruminates. There isn't a healthiness in it. And that's where the guides are trying to say to her, this is where you go into withholding and ruminating. And then what it does in the relationship with the partner is it ends up sabotaging because the the guy can't figure out what she's doing. Is this actually me time and she's going for a bike ride? Or is this me time and she's ruminating and when she comes back, her mood reflects that she's been ruminating. Her language reflects its rumination. If I try to touch her, her response to touch is reflective that she's been ruminating. And that's not quality me time. And she sat there and went, okay. I got I like, and I love the fact that Selma could just sit in her own space and go, okay. And you could see where she wasn't trying to be a client that went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just just shut it down, so to speak. She sat and she went, okay, this is stuff that I really do have to think about. Because I do refer to when I don't like what's going on in the relationship with a guy as me time. I do walk away when I feel certain things. And the guides came in and said, yes, the feelings are frustration and anger and irritation. And sometimes it might be that you're not communicating clearly and they might be looking for you to clarify something, but because you're in irritation or anger or thinking that you may be attacked, you don't understand that that man is looking for clarification. And so she wants me time to step away from something that could have brought her to a better place in the relationship. So they're trying to point out to her sabotage. This is really neat. And I I didn't want to interrupt at any point because so much is being told about her story uh, and the messages are really good and helpful. But what I think is going to be really confusing for a lot of listeners is that me time to go out for a bike ride is fine. Me time to go to therapy is great. Uh, That's part of self-study. Me time to take positive a conversation when you are feeling those three feelings that you were just talking about is also great. And sometimes the first little bit of me time is rumination. And if we're willing to observe ourselves and move into self-study, we can start to sit there and ask it different questions and learn something from it in order to go back to the table, like you said. We can go for the bike ride to clear our heads and think about nothing in order to return to the table. Um, the intent always has to be to come back to the conversation. So like, I don't want people to think that they can't walk away from a conversation ever. It's that there has to be something productive or a productive intent when you're doing the walking away. If you're taking quote unquote me time to put up a brick wall in the conversation so that it can't be readdressed, that is what you're calling withholding. That is mm-hmm. the sabotage of the relationship to say every every street is a dead end. Every, every web um, string is a dead end. You did a great job. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And th- this, is, this is something I think that can be helpful to so many people. And it's why I asked this client at the end of her session 
if she would consider sharing this, if she would give us this consent to share it with other people. So thank you for pointing all of that out because what comes out in her session is that quite often the men don't understand what the me time is all about. And they don't know when she's coming back to the table and when she's not. Well, then that's on her to have not communicated that. Mm-hmm. Right? You can easily say, I need to hit pause on this conversation so that I can go clear my head. Mm-hmm. I need to hit pause on this conversation so I can go think about and and make sure that my next move is thoughtful and not reactionary. Right. I need a minute to get my shit together. How about that? It doesn't yeah. even have to be that eloquent. It's It's illustrating, I need a pause. And it's, I like the fact that you're saying that it needs to be communicated. Mm -hmm. So the person feels safe in the relationship, knowing that you're coming back Mm -hmm. and knowing that when you come back that, yeah, you may have done your rumination. Like you said, at the very beginning, you may have your moments of doing that. Um, And that might be your girlfriend call. That might be your friend call where you ruminate at the beginning. And then, like you said, Kelly, that there's something after that in a process where it might be go to therapy, it might be um, go to your toolkit, look in your tools, wherever you keep your tools. And if you don't, then find a place to keep your tools um, or to be able to speak to somebody about using some so that you come back to that conversation with that person willing to listen, willing to look at choices, willing to try and find them together um, in healthy ways. And so this is pulling out that that old belief that this is what I do or this is what I think me time means and where the spirit guides are inviting her to pull out an unhealthy thought and and belief and replace it with a healthy one. The spirit guides are explaining to Selma what the men are going through on the other end in the relationship when she's taking what she calls me time and they are clearly feeling that it is withholding and not me time. And that when she doesn't return to the table, they see it as a brick wall. That they see it as an impasse where she doesn't want to speak or what mood will she come back in? Will this be better? Will this be worse? They don't know. And they don't like the inconsistency and the not knowing because it doesn't create security. It doesn't create a feeling of safety with her. And when that is told to her, you can see where she's just sitting and really trying to empathize where she's trying to understand how this could be for the other person, as opposed to, oh, I just think it's me time and I'm doing what I need to do. This is where she actually can, you can see her sitting there going, oh, this is how this looks. Oh, this is what it's like to be on the other end of it. So you can see that she has this ability now and maybe just an opportunity. I really don't know what it is for her. Maybe it's both where she can sit down and go, okay, I understand then why they say or why they feel or why they're taking certain actions or why they come at me with maybe one action. Maybe one man wants to come at her and say, you know, don't run from me. Don't go and withhold. I can't handle this. So I have to chase you. And where another man might be, no, when women go into this mode, I walk away and go, fuck you. If you're going to do this to me, then uh, I'm not chasing you. I'm done chasing. If you can't come back to the table and use your words like a grown-up, I'm out. And where it creates sabotage 
for both sides of the table when we when we break down communication with somebody and think we're doing something that's supposed to look or be healthy for us, we think it's a healthy belief, when in fact it isn't. Then she asked me, what are the other things on that web? Like, what are the other beliefs? She goes, I'd like to hear more. The guides told her that when she has been single in this life, society, meaning her friends, her family, strangers, everybody, um, restaurants, she, we went into some details over different situations. Society gives her the message that being single is less than, that you are lacking connection. You are lacking love, sex, touch. You are lacking partnership. You are lacking a deep, meaningful relationship. That it's a ton of lack. And that that means you're not really as happy as you say you are. And that married people, people who have partners, really understand what happiness is because they get all those things with one particular person. And so she has gone through many decades in life struggling with when I'm single, I really can be very happy, but I'm confused because society tells me that I have a lack of and that I will be happier, even though I do think I'm happy, but I'm not really where they are. So should I be jealous of where they are? Or should I think that I am in a lack of in life? And that's a bit confusing because I'm also happy doing this. But this creates a rumination for her all the time that I am, am I really as happy as I say I am? Um, should I question that? Because society is telling me that people in partnerships are happier. And that isn't always truly my experience, but I'm supposed to believe that. And then people around her come at her and actually put that in her face. So have you met anybody yet? So do you have a partner? Oh, so you broke up again? Oh, God. And, and, and have her, I'll say, um, create a web of thoughts for her, if I'm sticking along that line of this analogy that the guides are using, where she really goes into all of these other thoughts that don't jive with what her reality is when she's actually single. So the guides ask her to consider why she is allowing what society wants her to believe around being single and being with a partner to have any space in her mind at all, to take up any of that. So that if she truly is happy single, if she truly is embracing being creative and enjoying all the me time that she wants, but also knows how to be generous and to give and to be able to connect to other people in a way that any human does, whether they're single or married, that regardless, she's an individual in the same way that people who are in partnerships are individuals and have the ability to have all of the same things that she has and vice versa. And that they just want all of these beliefs that are unhealthy pulled out so that when she's single, she's truly finding her happiness. And that if she chooses to have a partner again at some point, 
that she can show up to the table when that partner says, please sit down. Can we come back and make have these discussions? Instead of going into what she calls her me time, which is actually the withholding. And at the end of the session, she sat there and just said, thank you. It was just so lovely, Kelly, that she sat and went, okay, this is answering some questions for me around what I've done, but through his perspective, whoever he is. And this allows me then that if I choose to date again, if I choose to do this again, that I can now look at their perspective instead of just my own and not go into the withholding, but show up and sit in the conversation and be present in it. And that when I do go into my me time, that I have a better process to be in, in it. Mm -hmm. It's just gorgeous. So I asked her for permission to share that because I just thought this is valuable, whether listeners are single and have been their entire lives and have struggled with the same thing, where other people, usually the ones that are in partnerships, ask those types of questions that lead to those types of beliefs that you can't really be as happy as you say you are if you're single. Mm -hmm. And also valuable for people in relationships Mm -hmm. who maybe are overprivileging the idea of being in a partnership when you're not truly being partnered. Yeah. Or, Or not, maybe you are truly being partnered, but you're not actually taking enough me time to be an individual and create independence within the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think in so many ways, so many of the lessons and the things that both of us were listening to in that, and I would say to her every once in a while, I love your session. Because you could hear how the spirit world was trying to value her life as a single person, her whole life, which is many, many, many decades. And I said to her at the end of the session, thank you for being the hero of your own story here. Because you're showing up to hear how to live your life as healthy as you can, single, because that's what so far you've been choosing. And so far, what your soul contract has written for you. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Super cool. And and then it's also, the guide is her own soul giving her all of these messages, being like, hey, here's our patterns. Hey, let's clean this up. Yeah. That invited her to a meeting. Mm -hmm. And I love, you know, we do, we have to get to a point where things hurt sometimes in order to ask the tough questions. So whether things were physically uncomfortable in her life, internally uncomfortable in her life, or she just started questioning life, right? Um, She's, well, she, she sounds as though she was ready for answers. Uh, and really, truly ready to receive from the guides and yourself. Mm-hmm. And as always, the guides are leaving her with a plan, mm-hmm. which involves evaluating her own beliefs and figuring out also where they came from so that she can start to dispel them. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really good process for life, right? We, we want to constantly be reevaluating what we're choosing to believe um, and create new ones, create new healthy ones. Mm-hmm. I love it. So instead of being in the same old shit, what is rumination, Yeah, um, cycles that are negative, avoidance patterns, of course, um, not being able to come back to the table, and feelings of anger and disappointment and probably jealousy, she walks away from the session with peace of mind, 
definitely more understanding, Mm -hmm. Uh, acceptance, which is huge, Uh, happiness, contentment, enjoyment for her own life, all of these beautiful things, just because she said, I'm ready to hear the truth. Mm -hmm. Not a bad day. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.